Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. Your host, Sam, my stepbrother, Travis. Travis, how's your week been going? Good, man, man. Good. About to be Halloween, which is a 30-year-old. It's just another day. Yeah, what's, what's 30 the... 30-year-old, uh, no kids. Halloween's just another day. What's, I was going to say, what's the... I mean, at the end of the day, if it makes you happy, go go dress up. Go do your thing. But, like, where are we now? Is, is it adult and halloween like what do what do we, where I, are we? I, I was having this conversation my my boss at work had to go to one last weekend which i guess adults do it two weeks before halloween which makes no sense but there's, there's no in between it's either you commit to it or you're pissed you have to go to this thing with your wife or your husband there's no in between there's no like all right i'm like kind of enjoying myself kind of not it's, it's either you hate it or you just really it. it's really it and and it's it's either super expensive or not at all because no one's making a Halloween costume at this point. You know, it's like, uh, you either got to buy something and how are the Halloween stores? What are they called? Like spirit or uh, pop up in like August and they're gone by November 1st. They, they must be killer sales. They just find these. like vacant. Like I, I remember in our area, it was a friend extra Trader Joe's it used to be a kids are us went out of business. And then like every, every Halloween time, Halloween pops up. Am I wrong? Nothing else runs it. But you know where they're at, but you yeah. don't notice them until this time of year. I was like, oh shit, the grocery store I go to every day, that's right next to it. Is there a company that's financially solvent? Because seriously, Spirit Halloween, it's not a full like standing establishment. It's got to be it covered or something, man. <laughs> Some Ozark shit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyways, we're here to talk about sports. Um, it's another Thursday. And so uh, we're just about in a few hours time. Uh, is it what what week is it? Is it week week eight? Eight. You know, the bigger story is the trade deadline on Tuesday. That's the bigger. Story. Yeah, trade deadline. Apparently, we might have Deshaun Watson trade if all those twenty-two uh, civil cases were to Just, get. Settled. Yeah, I don't know how we get. How do you get traded and then introduce him in a press conference while sitting next to him, realizing like, this dude, what a douche. High character players, man. High character players. That's yeah. so all. All that's all Flores is going for. Um, and how about Tua, man? It's like, hey, Tua, you're definitely our quarterback, but, but you're also, not quite our quarterback. <laughs> well, Brian Flores at this point, like, his job isn't safe. No. Oh, absolutely not. I, I mean, would bring they, him back as a defensive coordinator for the Patriots in a fucking heartbeat, though. Yeah. But how many times we see that? We see that quite a bit where head coaches are trying to take their leap and then they uh, – make their way back to like a coordinating role, have a lot of success. And maybe they go back out and, and do it all over again um, and have more success that time, which is the hope. But yeah, it just, it really, yeah. it just really makes you appreciate um, the things that like, obviously Belichick, but uh, Tomlin, who we'll talk about here shortly. Um, some of these guys who are just, yeah, they've all had their, they've all gone into their, uh, tough seasons where people were kind of like bringing up the talks, but um, this year very well, uh, I think is the first time we've heard in a long time where people like are Bill Belichick, is he the right person for this new team and all that stuff. So well, only time will tell, but we're going to break down a little bit of what happened last week. Um, and then we're going to go into this coming week. Some of the storylines all over, let's go around the league before we dive into the Patriots. Um, what were you paying attention to? Did you did you check out any games? Anything really surprised you? I know, obviously, the one thing that surprised me and surprised everybody uh, was that Kansas City game. But 
Yeah, where do, where do you want to start? Yeah, they're really bad. I don't. Well, Mahomes is hard too. So I just I like to me they're they don't stand a chance of the Super Bowl. There's no way. Um, not should, that their season is played over, but his turf. To, I mean, his turf to injury. Like you can still he's not himself. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, their defense sucks, but Bengals. I joked you before we started recording. Bengals might win the Super Bowl this year. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Joe um, Burrow. If I could Joe play for, it. If I could play for a quarterback right now, I think it'd be Joe Bur- Joe Burrow. Yeah, and Jamar Chase is electric, man. Like, forget you don't even, you forget that he's complaining about the size of the football and he'll adjust. Like, he's a he's gonna win rookie of the year, like easy. Like, he's on pace to shatter every rookie record, and like, I think what Randy Moss's rookie record, he's on pace to shatter it. Um, yeah. So that's Cincinnati a big win. Bengals. That's think, crazy, man. Because right now in that division, like you gotta think the Browns are not done necessarily, but like there's so much uncertainty there with Baker Mayfield and their viability to be a contender. Pittsburgh yeah, yeah. is just on the downswing, I think, with Roethlisberger. The Ravens, they're only gonna go as far as Lamar Jackson if they can't beat the Bengals. We're in their division. Yeah, not looking good. Yeah, I mean it's true that you got. Um, I mean Browns. This is a huge game for the Browns. Um, we're not sure where, if, if Mayfield will be able to play, even though they're saying that he's feeling much better. But I think they said, you know, but at the end of the day, like, are you better off with uh, – Heine- uh, No, it's Keenum. Keenum, that's right. Heineke is Are you better with, you know, 100% Keenum? Or are you going to be better with, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, who I, I can't see him – being anywhere remotely close to uh, like at a hundred percent capacity. He's got a broken bone in there. He's got torn stuff in there. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, it's I not know. his throwing shoulder. Like when you throw a football, it's not like your left shoulder just sits still. Like it. Well, it's not even that, but I, I got to think like those knowing that it's not full strength and knowing that last the week prior, you got landed on by a guy who's 300 and something pounds. It's like, that's yeah. got to, be in the back of your mind and maybe make you do some things that you otherwise oh, wouldn't do. And so, um, and how about the, what's the running back's name? That's For such a Browns? cool story. Yeah. Or the, he's like the third string here that might get De- some reps here. Darnest. De- De- man. Dude, what a crazy story. So you yeah. saw that he, he, he fell in the DMS, man. He dropped in the DMS of the AF, the AFF or mm-hmm. AAF. What was it? American yeah, Allegiance of Football or something? Uh, yeah. And said, hey, here's my resume. I used to play here, blah, blah, blah. I'm drafted. Can I play? He shows up, plays. You know, there was a kind of a little crop of people out of that league um, before it went under that did get some looks at the uh, NFL level. And then here, here he is just coming up because Chubb was out. Um, Hunt was out. The whole yeah, team was out. Hunt's out for a while. And uh, – and here he comes, and then he gets shouted out at LeBron. And I thought his his uh, his post game interview when he like reached over to his teammate and they just started laughing. I'm like, that's wholesome, man. That's a wholesome moment. Good for him. Uh, but anyways, back to where I was going. Brown's got to win because Baltimore and Bengals are just going to be slugging it out for this. Um, I don't see either of them really slipping down. And I think Browns are three and four right now, so it'd be a tough. If I think they they're lose, cool. Yeah, no, actually, I think they're four and three. Oh, they are four and three. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. they're they're in the, right now in the last wild card spot. Okay, um, I think I was thinking uh, KC. I must have. That's, that's why we were obviously Patriots playing the Chargers this weekend, but 
I think where they got Chargers, and then I think they have the Browns week 10. And the way it's shaping up right now, that's going to be a pivotal game. That might even be the season for the Patriots, depending on how these next two weeks play out. Well, that's Just it, the way it, the playoffs are shaping out. If they're going to show, you know, to the Patriots' point, if they're going to show that they are on to something, you know, um, that's actually tangible for this year, and, and if they're on to something that's like, hey, maybe they're figuring out that they have some big play players. You know, they have some explosive dynamics. Seems like Bourne has just become like the guy down there um, to make a huge play for them. They seem like uh, obviously the Jets are a great way to build morale. And, and you know, even to talk to talk about Kansas City and how sorry they've looked in their defense and everything just not right. It's like the best thing they could get is a is a W. And they're playing the right team this this week in the New York Giants to make that happen. So you, you're one win. You, you remember what it's like to come in the locker room being like, man, okay, we remember how to do this. And then maybe that sets you off. So with the Patriots, they're coming off a game where they just destroyed the Jets, which we knew that they should have won sure-handedly, and they sure did that. They uh, left zero doubt. Uh, man, the Jets. Man. Yeah, they're bad. I don't think Salah makes it a year. Well, he'll make it through the year, but not a good look for him. Jets. Um, but they, yeah, Patriots – did what they were supposed to do and did it with <laughs> many times over in that game. Uh, and now they're going into a huge game. And this could actually, you could look at this for the Chargers and, and make it just as big of a game for them too, as far as the division they compete with. Um, they're in the same division as Raiders, right? Yes. Yep. And, and those, you know, they're, those teams are uh, slugging out themselves. So, um, but yeah, or no. I mean, the- yeah, I think that. I don't even remember. Yeah. Anyways, I, we're going over the Patriots right now anyways. So um, is there anything that you see that can carry over from this past week? I know it wasn't, you know, if we played the Jets every game, this would be yeah. a pretty great season. But, um, like, is there anything you can carry over from a win like that? Well, uh, the running game getting right is huge because the Chargers running game, running defense is not great. So that's going to be a really important part for this weekend. Um, I mean, I can't, I don't know you can take much away from a defensive standpoint because, again, it's the Jets and you're pretty much playing against the guy who's thrown four passes in his career. Um, so I don't know you can take much away from the defense, but from the offense, I mean, I don't know if you can take much away from there. I mean, it's not really a great look when you have to empty the trick play bag against the Jets. Like it's not like you're playing the freaking Ravens in the playoffs here and you got Edelman Damandola for a touchdown. Like I don't know. To me, a lot of those plays felt unnecessary. Um, but I think the bigger picture you saw, they didn't protect well when they played the Jets in week two. They I mean they beat them, but they did not protect well. This, you know, he made some adjustments, a lot of screen passes, which went for some big yards. Um, Hunter Henry another touchdown. Um, I think this week you're going to see the run de- the run um, offense play a big part. But at the same time, depending on how the Patriots defense slash secondary holds up against Herbert and Allen and Mike Williams and Jared Cook and Eckler, like you're going to need to throw the ball. So um, Mac Jones has definitely got some confidence. You saw him smiling for the first time, I think, all year. Um, dude does not smile. 
Um, so, I mean, again, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, you are playing the Jets, but it is good to smile, like, have some success. Um, but use that as a, as a confidence builder going into a really competitive game. Like, this will be a fun game. I'm excited to watch it. It's going to be a good one. Um, um, so, so, just based off of last week, two things I want to go. One was the um, – the Mike, I wanted to do the Mike Tomlin uh, interview this past morning. So, yeah. uh, Carson Palmer, right? It was Carson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, why he of all people? Well, college is very much like that. You get college, it's like, you know, in the recruiting process, but even in the coaching process, it's, it's like, let's get our big name players and see if they can help. And a lot of these big name players are of the past, of course, especially SC, want to see their alma mater back up on top usc's done an abysmal job at doing that um and so they're trying to do this i think i I don't remember i think it was on the dan patrick show or something it was yeah and and he came out and made it seem pretty like sure deal that oh mike tomlin's name is up for this for sure um to which uh to that response the response to that was you got to go and just YouTube Mike Tomlin because just in that clip was probably one of the reasons um, I really like him as a coach. I remember watching on HBO. It was like, uh, I forget who, who was part of it, but it was like coaches and their wives. And I think it had different sports and also uh, like a, a Navy SEAL or something. Basically like what it's like to be, uh, the better, like, not better half, the other half of a coach, uh, someone who's in the position of like a Mike Tomlin or any head coach where they come home. And I just remember being like, you know, he comes home from a loss, comes home, doesn't talk. He just goes and puts on his Xbox, plays Madden, comes back out. And then he's just like, all right, you know, family time. <laughs> I just love, he just seems very much like that person. Let him decompress for like an hour and then he's good to go. But yeah, that interview was hilarious. He's like, never say never, but never. <laughs> um, and I just loved how he dropped the mic, uh, put that in quotation, uh, quotations, because he, he's like, you, are you asking Andy Reid this? Are you asking yeah. uh, Sean? Uh, Sean uh, I'm yeah. Are you, are you asking these guys then? Cause they're, these guys are having bad seasons. And the only reason you'd be asking this question is just because, Hey, you got Mike Tom, maybe having one of the more, the harder years, most challenging years in, in recent past. And you see another aging quarterback coming down and, you know, I guess it'd be I also easy think, to be, yeah. I mean, from, from Palmer's perspective, from Tomlin's perspective, you know, it's funny. I was listening to sports radio today and like, is there's an article on uh, MMQB about how it was a, that was a racially motivated comment. Like you're asking the black, the African-American coaches question. You're not asking the two white coaches that you referenced. I think that was more to, they've I, only, I took they've a team performance. Won. I think more so they've, they've both, all three of those guys have only won one Super Bowl. I think that might yeah. be where he was saying, but also, um, when you think about it, like Mike Tomlin is, uh, of all the coaches in the NFL who could potentially be that guy, like, he has someone that could relate to college players. He just has that demeanor oh, yeah. that would be like an institute. I, well, I again, don't think any hell... high school senior would oh, want yeah, to play, for, play that for that guy. But also, dude, I don't know if you realize this, the Steelers have had three coaches since 1969. Chuck Knoll, who's one of the best coaches of all time, Cower, and then him. So, like, 
never, and I didn't realize he never had a losing season. Like job security there is at a premium. You don't have to fucking recruit because, like, goddamn, is that cutthroat? Like, why would you ever want to go? And I get that it's USC and like there is this aura about it. They've been terrible since shit. I don't know since Reggie Bush years, like when we were in high school. But like, there is the aura. And like, when when, when was Carson Palmer at quarterback? Oh four, oh five. Like right before my line, middle school, I think. Like that's yeah. all, part, you know. So it's been a while. I, you know, that's very interesting that you put that up because, like, I, honestly, until you mentioned it now, I I didn't take that last or like that last part of it or or that questioning as a ro- racially motivated question. I really, I really took that as him just being like, put some respect on my name. Yeah. Um, and go ask these other guys who have, you know, one Super Bowl who are struggling in their season right now, too. It's like, would you, or, or he would be like, you would never ask. Him. So I actually didn't even take that as a radio. I, I was just like, this is Mike Tomlin speaking up to m- make sure you get the facts right, that he's never had a losing season in the NFL. You know, this is the big time. Um, you know, you got Urban Meyer who can barely, can barely uh, figure it out. And he's trying – like desperately for people to stop even talking about him, And then you got Mike Tomlin, who just wins every year. So, um, no, I, I just love that. I loved the way that he put it down and I guarantee no one's going to ask him about it. <laughs> um, and then did you watch, okay. Eli, the Manning broadcast was back on Monday night. I could care less about a Russell Wilson list Seahawks. And the Saints. I could care less, but you better believe I was watching ESPN too. Uh, The only time I was paying attention to the game was when they were actually talking about, like, here, look at this setup, look at this defense that's coming out. If I was a quarterback, I'd be looking at blah, blah, blah. Then they got Tom Brady on there in the second quarter. And I'll watch that with a smile on my face the entire time. Um, I I don't know who is watching the regular broadcast on ESPN. But that is mesmerizing stuff, especially when you get the right guests on there. Did you check any of that out? I did not. I didn't even watch the game, so didn't watch any of it. My favorite part was when, like, it was towards the end of the second quarter, and you probably heard the sound bites, though. And uh, uh, Peyton was like, hey, Tom, there's a time where someone asked Tony Dungy, like, what's the, what, what's the way to stop Peyton? And Tony told him. And he, so I'm like, thanks, coach. He's like, so, Tom, I'm going to ask you, what's the way to stop Tom Brady? <laughs> and Brady just laughed. And he's just, like, in the most sarcastic but serious, like, straight face. He's like, you know, the best way to stop me, I think you just really got to line up one-on-one with Evans, Brown. I can't remember who, who else he said. I don't God think it was Brian. Brock. But, and he was like, you just got to get real close to him. Like, you want to just jar him off the line. I think that's the best way, just one-on-one. Yeah, <laughs> and in the back of his mind, he's just like, oh, we would tear you apart. But, yeah. Mike just, Evans had a monster week. He did, and he gave a ball away. Yeah, that was um, the storyline. But, uh, yeah, he did have a monster week. I mean, Tom Brady's throwing four touchdowns a game right now. It's ridiculous. Um, good for him. Good for him. Um, and then looking ahead of this week, um, any matchups outside? I can pull it up if you like. But Thursday night matchups... game's a big one tonight. Yeah, tonight. That's that's almost like an NFC championship preview potentially. What do um, you got for this? I almost want to say Packers. I mean, Cardinals are coming off a short week. I mean, Packers are too. But um, you know, I know Kyler Murray got a little banged up. Watt going out 
You're going to take Packers. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Well, here's the thing, dude. I think you saw the stats. When Devontae Adams doesn't play, Aaron Rodgers is 17 and 1. Aaron Rodgers could throw to fucking Tom. We're down two guys, though. All three. Scanling. Oh, three. That's right. I saw Donna, that. Scanling. Uh, Lazard. It doesn't matter. Like, Rodgers could. No more. It's probably hard, harder for a defense. Oh, because yeah. Because you prepare like, to match up with these guys, and all of a sudden it's like, who is As they long as the guy out? has his hands up and he can run and get open, Rodgers is going to find him. So it'll be a really good I hear game. you. I respect it. But I'm picking the Cardinals. And here's because I think there's just a slight, like a small sense of swagger that I don't think Kyler Murray even wants to be put out there. He wants to run underneath. Because did you see that picture of him? It's like bigger bust, Johnny Menzel or Kyler Murray of him running yeah. out of the tunnel. I don't know how you can. And, I don't even know how you can call him a bust though, which is interesting. He's well, already done more than year. He's done like, more than Manziel did ever. Um, Regardless, it should be a field goal game or a one score game. It's gonna be a good you game. See Manziel celebrating at the A and M uh, Alabama game like a couple like, weeks ago. Like, dude, what are you doing? It did nothing. Um, the only guy who has the rights to celebrate an A and M win is probably Miles Garrett. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That dude's actually been successful. Um, so I got the Cardinals. I think they're going to keep going, man. I, I love them. I think they've got weapons like crazy. Uh, I know they're down J.J. Watt, but at the same time, I think J.J. was pretty pretty beat up anyways. So, um, yeah, not sure how J.J. has been playing or how he even did that to his, to himself. Right. Um, so the only – going back to the Titans-Colts is a big one. That would be a good game. If I'm the Eagles, I find a way to lose to the Lions intentionally. Get my pick a little bit higher, drop the lines down a little bit because you're, you're not going anywhere. Um, yeah. I know they can't do that, but Jalen Hurts is also just bad enough that he could throw the game away. Um, but it's the Lions, so who knows? Um, Bears, 49ers, 49ers should win that game. Rams, Texans should be a blowout. Jaguars, Seahawks, that should have been a blowout. Russell Wilson was playing, but the Seahawks are kind of bad right now. Um, I don't know, there's not really many like intriguing, intriguing matchups. I mean, Dallas, Minnesota should be pretty competitive on Sunday Night Football. Um, I mean, Bucks, Bucks, Saints will be the probably like the yeah, and even then, like I wouldn't be surprised if Brady again just throws four touchdowns because that's yeah. kind of been par for the course. Um, yeah, that's really. I mean, again, kind of rooting for the Bengals at this point. Go Bengals! Dude, Why the hell crazy. not? If Patriots lose out and there's no many playoffs, I think I'm a Bengals fan all the way through the end of the year. Because why the hell not? It'd be awesome to see. All right, I'm 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 deep down inside. Just Cardinals keep winning, so Larry Fitzgerald just can pop back in for the playoffs. Week 16. <laughs> um, all right, let's switch gears here. Let's go over to a couple other sports. Um, basketball, that's a good one. We've got some cool storylines, man. Things that I did not see coming. We got freaking Chicago up there. We've got Knicks playing all right. Um, actually, Knicks and Bulls play tonight. I think. Um, we've in. got we've got a no, is it tonight yeah it is today. yes today, right. today. um we've got the wizards who three and one beat up on celtics last night i don't know where i'm gonna ask you where the Celtics are we got a four and oh warriors remember them remember them uh the lakers are all over the place load management we've got the nets just kind of being like where's Kyrie, which is a weird thing to say yeah, Harden's Harden having a hard playing. time with these new rules, man. He is. He is. And uh, I think the team's doing everything they can. Nash is willing to take the fine. Harden willing to take the fine. 
like just going out there to get their guy going again. Um, it does seem like it's very much rules that have been put into play because Harden uh, has been able to get right up on that line of these rules. And, but that's the way that you be, you do that. You know, any sport you push, the, push the envelope. Uh, it's just kind of, he's just going to take a little time to adjust. I think when it's all said and done, Lakers, them, they'll be all right. Um, but yeah, what are we looking at, man? Talk to me first about around the league. And then let's go – tell me what we're seeing with Celtics, man. I don't know if I should just – I don't know if I should, like, emotionally invest. Um, like, what What am I going to get back? What's my uh, return on that? So, Travis, talk to me about the league. Well, I think it's too early to really make any snap judgments. Like you said, the Lakers lowered management. LeBron's banged up. Anthony Davis just always has another injury. Russell Westbrook getting thrown out of a game. First, what do you have? A quadruple double, 10 turnovers? That's pretty good. Um, That's just such a terrible – I mean, that's just such a terrible fit, let's be honest. So we'll see how that plays out for the Lakers. Here's my other thing with that, with the Lakers. Do you think he's better on, like, a second unit, and is he willing to do that? I think at some point they may have to look into it. Um, I just don't think the Lakers are equipped to like be the sixth or seventh seed this year because the Nuggets are a freaking powerhouse. Like, right. and they're doing all this without Jamal Murray. So you got to think he's healthy by the playoffs. So that's just like more bang for their buck. Um, and I mean, the Jazz are the Jazz, like just quietly efficient basketball. Donovan Mitchell is like the biggest no name star of stars. Like, he's so good, but like, he's also like, He's not talked about as like one of the top twenty players in basketball. Though I think, I mean, it might, it might, probably should be. Um, right. I wish Donovan Mitchell was what Jason Tatum was in the sense that Tatum's probably more talented. Donovan Mitchell just goes out there and balls. Tatum goes out there and bitches about every fucking little like the dude touched me, he put a hand on me, and then I'm gonna get a technical for fucking doing my spin around wave at the refs bullshit. Like I'm surprised. Like talking about the Celtics, and we'll, now I'm just gonna delve into it. Like. No, let's go. Let's go. Brought in to basically tell them to shut the fuck up and play basketball. And he kind of did that. Then they got punked, which at this point, it's basically like telling the media that my team went out and got bitch slapped. Because, like, telling a 20 year old, dude, you got punked is like huge, uh, which is stupid. Like, just grow a set of balls. Um, They responded. I mean, that game against the Hornets, I think last year they probably lose that game. There's no way they come back and win that game. They would just fold. So that was big. Then you come out and lay an absolute fucking goose egg against the Wizards, which should be an, a walking W. No matter how, like, ensemble of players the Wizards have, that, like, that should just be a chalk up win because you are so much more talented than them. It's Bradley Beal mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people. Um, but God damn, man. Like, I'm surprised Emi Odoka hasn't just, like, you know what, Tatum, you done. Sit on the bench. If you're going to play this game, like, you're super talented, but, like, if you're playing this bullshit and not getting back on defense, just sit on the bench. Because, like, it gets to a certain point now where I feel like, is there any coach that's going to get through to these guys in terms of effort? I don't know. I think it's just they can't get out of their own way in terms of the effort that they put in night in and night out. Like, you are you are very, very good at basketball. You arguably – Tatum's probably a fringe top 10. Jalen Brown's probably a top 20, 25 player. Doesn't mean shit. If you just are a seven seed every year, doesn't do anything. Kind of reminds me of like if there was a, a sports movie, or like Ted Lasso, for example, the first season, where you have like 
there's that one best player. There's no doubt. There's no denying that they're the most talented, but sometimes the antics cause chemistry issues and actually ends up hurting the team. I don't want to say that's what's going on, but sometimes it looks like that. And at the same, here's another thing too. Tatum, if you're going to go get yoked in the off season, like from year to year, you can't expect the ref to start giving you calls doing the same flailing. Maybe he's, if you were dude, still he's Tatum been doing this shit league, since year one, though. Nothing's but, changed. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But you're not going to get those calls by getting more yoked and looking bigger. You know, it's like I have an issue. I do have an issue when I see guys. Um, like I love LeBron James. But he's like 200 and whatever, 76 or 60 pounds or whatever. And sometimes he flails like he was a, a buck 50 soaking wet. And it's like, I, man, yeah, I mean, but you see it everywhere. You see it with yeah, uh, Embiid, it. Embiid, which is kind of tough for me to see. Maybe that's the reason why. Embiid falls on his ass and does a somersault. Embiid, you got, you know, you get, uh, um, even Giannis does it. So <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, that you're not helping yourself out in that favor. Uh, I don't know when we're going to ever see like a consistent streak of Tatum and Brown. It's like it's either Brown is on Andrew one night and Tatum yeah, is completely exactly. off. It's like they give each other <laughs> – it's like if you're playing a video game, you had yeah. to pick one or the other. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't possibly have both of them have a slightly above average game and they both score 22-23 and they win the game. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Brown sucked last night. Tatum was good, complained too much. Brown's been what? What do you have? 46, then like nine, then 30, then 13. That's been his stat line for four games. So average looks great, but on the whole, great effort, terrible, great, not great. So Tatum's been a little more consistent in his ability to put points up, but again, like he took himself out of the place so many times last night, and that shit needs to change. Marcus Smart, dude, he's shooting 13% from three. He's going to keep shooting. Dude, he made the one shot against the Knicks, sent him overtime. And I think that was like, I didn't even think about it, but I feel like as a Celtics fan, she's like, ah, fuck. Because now he's just going to feel like I'm hot now. But since dude, since he made that shot, he, he's four of 24 in three point range. That is yeah, not yeah. good mathematical odds. Not good. And it's early. You know, it is early. I agree. It, it is just, early. You can still figure shit out. This relates back to last year, though. We, like you said early on, like two episodes ago, like you're not going to get your hopes up, no expectations. But this shit that happens here, where you have you're you're not a seven seed in the East, you should be a top four seed. But effort, if you don't have it, you're going to lose to the fucking Wizards. You're going to lose. As I said, the reason I'm asking you this stuff is because I haven't chosen to invest my any emotional effort whatsoever into them yet. I try I'm not just, to, but it's impossible. I just follow. Um, and I, uh, so I, I haven't done that. That's that make that does make me a bad Celtic fan right now because I need to be fully invested in this. I am excited that basketball is back. I know there's the very first four games aren't going to tell us much at all, but um, I'm hesitant, man. I'm hesitant because of how many years we've gone on telling ourselves, Oh, wait till we get those Brooklyn picks. Wait till we do this. Wait till we get that. And now we're at the point where it's like, okay, you can't just keep looking to, to the future at some point. Well, I think Udoka's also basically like put it out there like, we go as those two guys go. And at this point, it's on them. 
like if you want, I mean, at this point, I feel like Adoka's also resigned himself. Like, I got my first head coaching gig. I'm gonna do all I can. But if these two Jamokes don't want to freaking do it, like, can me. And the good news is, the people making the decisions know that. You know, it's Brad Stevens. <laughs> I was listening to sports radio today, and they were joking like Brad Stevens is probably up in the up in the office just laughing his ass off. It's like this isn't my problem anymore. I don't have to deal with this effort shit because like they tuned me out. They're already tuning you out. So good luck, man. Because like it's true. Yeah. So like sometimes they're, they're too good for their own good. Yeah. And then, the, you know, you mentioned Donovan Mitchell. Ever since he got in the league, I mean, there's been a chip on his shoulder. There's been – he's had the mm-hmm. opportunity to, to go out and make his shots and make his misses. Um, and so his was like a full recipe of, you know, there wasn't much place uh, – there wasn't much expectation placed on him early on. So, like, his was a perfect scenario for any rookie to come in. Um and so, yeah, but you're seeing uh, it's just the way that people choose to handle it. And I think they're, they're, there's a little bit of an identity issue right now with the Celtics. And, um, but again, it's so early on. And, it, and you look around the league and there's teams that are losing games that shouldn't be losing. I think the Suns lost to the Kings last night. I know the Kings are on the it, up and it up. Is but early. Yeah, you know, it's going to happen. But if uh, there's one, uh, one trend, and I've noticed like the Ricky Glass. Kate Cunningham hasn't played yet, but Jalen Green yeah. looks like he'll be real good. Evan Mobley. Mobley, dude. They did say so, that he may be the best player of this class, and, like, I don't doubt that he will be by the end of it, I think. So, on that front, are the Cavs the bit? I, I know there's some team that's putting out a bunch of bigs out there. Is that, yeah. the, is that who's doing it? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mobley, Marking it, and uh, Allen. Allen? Yeah. yeah. Here's the yeah. thing, though. Like, the Cavs have a collection of talented players, but they don't have an alpha. If Mobley can be the alpha, I think it changes things because they've just been yeah. toiling and like getting good young players, but no one's really been like, I'm the guy. So if Mobley can become that guy and like he's got a lot of the unicorn esque, I hate that fucking term, but like the unicorn, but, like the dude know. is talented, very talented. I think, um, you know, Sexton, I think, has that potential being such a great wingman to yeah. a number one. You know, he's like a, He's like right in that between of being like the one B player and an actual B player, you know, just being that guy. But and I would I trade for Colin Sexton today if I was a Celtics fan. Give him a yeah. couple shot. Like he would be a great, like some one of those guys having an off night, let him pick up the pace. Yeah. You no. could have had him. And got him that seventh pick to be traded. Could have had him. Um, but yeah, the league is kind of out of sorts. Hey, the, um, I'm not sure their overall record, but. Um, the Raptors look all right. I don't know if you've been checking out any of them. Um, I, I don't know how sustainable. I mean, Siakam hasn't even played yet, but Scotty Barnes, again, talk about rookie class. Majiri went off the board there. I think everyone yeah. thought he was going to take Suggs and they took Scotty Barnes, and he's been, he gets Celtics. And then, that's for sure. And then you look at it, uh, dude, the Hornets, I think, are above, uh, they're ahead of schedule. Um, yeah, LaMelo Balls kind of fully realized you know, you're a mile he had a tough game the other night and they still, I mean, Hayward looks happy. He looks like he's playing. I think he had, he was like, talk about the most and, expensive, like fifth guy. Right. Hey, if he's going to score 24 for them. That's something I wish he would have done for the Celtics consistently, but, um, but yeah, man, just a lot of good stuff going on. Good basketball um, teams figuring out their way. And again, there's so many games left. So can't get, can't as far as the early on, 
Uh, I do think, though, there's a, a clear identity identity crisis for the, the Celtics. So they better figure it out or this is going to be a long season. So um, let's go to hockey. Uh, we got Boston, who's three and two right now. Um, a lot of like teams that I didn't ex- not didn't expect, but a lot of teams that started a hot. I mean, Buffalo was one of them. It's like, what the hell are you doing, Buffalo? You got Florida Panthers who just beat up on Boston yesterday. It's like, you know, another Florida team that you forget about until they're good. Uh, playing Carolina, who's five and zero oh tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, some crazy. You know, some teams, I guess, is good for hockey in general when you got teams that you wouldn't expect kind of up there. Um, I will say, you know, I, I will pass it over to you, talk about uh, the league and then Boston in particular. Uh, but also, I mean, the stars are being stars. I think I texted you last night. I really don't – I haven't even checked, but has Ovi scored in every game? I feel like he's putting up points all the time. I think the there was a game, game he didn't score, but he maybe – Okay, there was one. And then uh, you got McDavid doing the exact same thing, has multiple points, Dude, I think, in every is, game that he's played. He's like a um, video game. Does he not look like when you watch the highlights of Gretzky back in the day where he would have points every single game, does McDavid not look like that guy? It just seems so easy for him. Right. Yeah, it's like when you make a my player in the NHL, um, the video game, and you kind of play it on an easier level so that you can get your guy better. Yeah, Ovechkin's got one game where he didn't score a goal, but he had two assists that game. He had yeah, two goals, one, one, zero, one, two, and one. I mean, I'm not saying I ever played on easy to get my guy up to the show, but uh, I mean, pretty, like. pretty ridiculous how, how great these guys have been. Um, yeah, around the league, any, uh, any teams, any uh, players, young guys, uh, what have you been noticing? I haven't watched much hockey, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think Florida's for real. They have a lot of depth and a lot of talent throughout their lineup. Um, defense is pretty pretty feisty. Um, Carolina, we, I think we all knew Carolina would be good. They lost Dougie Hamilton, but I don't think that changes much with, with their defensive depth. And, I mean, they got um, – what's his name from the Canadians there? Kotkaniemi, what a fun name. Finish. Yeah, that's right. Um, They've just been trolling the Habs, which is which is awesome. Um, Carolina is another team that their their uh, social media department is always really good. Um, they they're they're pretty uh, pretty talented down there. Um, I just be, I'd be curious to see. I mean, right now for Edmonton, McDavid's run is translating to wins, but I mean, it's all going to come down to playoffs way down the line here. I mean, they were a great regular season team last year. Um, and then playoffs came and they got swept. Um, right. Or they maybe won one game. So, Lightning again, doing this Kucherov shit where he's out all year potentially. He's out at least 12 weeks. Um, I'm just looking uh, through right now. Avalanche 2 is a slow start. Blues are 5 and 0. Um, Flames 4 1 and 1. Um, yeah, this will all even out. You know, the Rangers, I think, won't. They'll fade. Buffalo's obviously going to fade. The Wild 5 and 1. Give me a break. Wildly good, man. Wildly good. And, yeah, they, I mean, again, not. look at these teams. Like, they've been drafting so high forever. Yeah. And now they're kind of slowly – like, Florida. Yeah. Perpetually at the top of the draft. Now right. they're kind of figuring out. You know, I mean, you got to get better at some point, right? You think. Maybe. Um, so, it's early. I think there's still a lot of – I mean, we'll see. Like, let's figure this out in three weeks where 
things have shaken out. You know, Bruins have played freaking five games. It feels like they've played two. Um, you know what I can't wait for is cracking to do their first of everything, so I don't have to get a freaking notification about it. Um, <laughs> they got their first. Uh, what was it? Pike Place uh, salmon toss or whatever it was. Our first. Actually, their first home game was a long, a lot longer than I, I thought. Yeah. But I'm tired of getting notifications about it. It's like their first line change. Their first. I think the biggest Zamponi news coming out of Seattle is their uh, concession prices. Is it outrageous? Oh, they're outrageous. Someone put oh, on got- like climate, climate. What is it? Climate change arena or climate pledge arena, and they serve only meat. Well, oh, is just like that's the best way to fight climate change. Yes, and like um, yeah, it's like, dude, hey, it's like ten. They got some bills to pay, man. Water, man. They got like, some bills to pay. Yeah, I know it was a renovation. I know it was a renovation, but still got some money to pay. Um, and then of course you got the opposite Canadians who made that run to the championship got killed in the championship or the Stanley Cup, but one in yeah, six, got, baby. No price. That's how it goes. I couldn't name the goalie, so yeah. Um. And then the last, the last, the last sport that the only thing I'm going to say is go Braves. Yep. Baseball's still going on. Did you know that? Did you, did you this, see must the- put, this must put, be what it felt. I actually had this thought this morning. This must be what it felt like. Um, it hasn't happened in a while. But, like, it's so funny when your team is in it. When the Yankees are playing in the World Series, you're like, this is it. This is all that's going on. Yeah. And what you don't realize is there's – way 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 more people being like oh baseball's still going on huh yeah <laughs> that's yeah it's funny i it, it was on instagram isn't it? classic meme thing but it was like country who they're rooting for <laughs> every did you see that every Is single it the state, whole braves it's it's the braves every state besides obviously texas and then delaware it's like what's your beef delaware <laughs> what's your it's beef? like 12 people live in delaware so it doesn't take much but um, um, yeah, everyone's room is embraced, and rightfully so because I think the Astros are just generally unlikely. Um, I think the Braves have a shot, though, man. I think yeah, they, they got, do. Yeah, it's gonna uh, be back and forth. Here's a stat for you. I saw it today. It was the question of the morning on the get up. Was who's the last team to lose their first home game in the World Series to win the World Series? And it was the Yankees in 2009. It's a lot longer than I go. And, I mean, Astros just lost their first game. We'll see. Um, I can't wait for the Astros to not be that team anymore after this year because it's – Yeah, once they lose Correa, they're – They're breaking up this year, yeah. Um, okay, around the – oh, I don't know. Dude, so two things. So, I know you don't really watch it. I wish you would because it's so freaking awesome. F1 in Austin, phenomenal race. So much excitement. I felt so bad. Oh, I knew his name. I knew his name, and now it's it's it slipped my mind. The guy for uh, Sky Sports for Br- British Television, who does the it, it, it's like through them on ESPN, and he's always doing this frantic walk when they are finally rolling the carts out cars out right before they take their first lap before they yeah. start. It's like everything's there. You know, they go down. They do it in NASCAR too, where they roll the cars out. Every t- t- team's out there. All the drivers are out there. Uh, if there's like distinguished guests or celebrities that are coming, they're all out there. So he goes around and he tries to find as many people as he can. And, and I will say for the most part, everyone's super nice to him. Like they'll, they'll give him the time of day. Like 
he'll go up to the the heads of every team or the drivers themselves. And, you know, they're, they're not in inter, in interview mode, but they're always going to give them a time of day. Like, Hey, we appreciate you, what you do. And then now, and then they'll like other races, um, they'll go to all this, but Austin, I mean, America's just freaking all over. And I, I give Netflix the credit for drive to survive. That series is awesome. But, uh, it was like, this guy's going out there. Oh, here's this person. Let's talk to this person. And then Meg the Stallion is walking up and he's got these like dick bodyguards going up and like, he's trying to interview them and the bodyguards are just being super like yeah. mean to him. And then, so it's like, Oh man, I know this is about to go off on Twitter. And then he goes up and then Serena Williams. It's like, Oh man, uh, last time I had a chance was with Venus Williams and she shot me down. So he goes up to Serena. Serena's like, Oh, I can. He's like, Oh, double fault. And then the one guy that he got was Ben Stiller. He's a man. I love yeah. Ben Stiller. Um, but yeah, that was hilarious. But the race was awesome. I'm actually going to uh, Mexican Grand Prix, Grand Prix uh, not this weekend, the next weekend. Nice. Very fun. Fucking awesome. Anyways, um, anything in the uh, entertainment world that you're uh, looking at or watching? Uh, shows, movies? Not a lot. Dope Sick's been really good, I think. On okay. Hulu. That's uh, the opioid epidemic, not, uh, Oxycontin epidemic. Sounds Michael depressing. Keaton. But okay. Well, it's, it's, it's depressing, but it's also interesting to see that, because, I mean, you kind of hear about it, you knew about it, but obviously it's a drama. Um, but Skarsgård, Keaton, Rosario Dawson, some good actors in there. Um, oh, no, not a whole lot. No. Not a whole lot. Um, same here. Haven't really watched much. Um, I will say another uh, foreign uh, thing that I got onto. If you're, if you like, uh, you know, sort of those, not, I guess it's a cop drama, drama in a way, but it's uh, called Dogs of Berlin on Netflix. It's a German, I think it's German. I don't, the problem with it, because they're English dubbed, I'm never really sure exactly where they're, how you do that. but it's, but it's out of it. At this point, like, that's how they talk now. That's, that's, I, it really does not bother me. It bothers um, me so much. You can't do it. And uh, so I found another one. It's a, I don't know. I enjoyed it. So Dogs of Berlin on Netflix. Uh, I like that one. All right, man. I think we can bring this to a wrap. Episode 66. Do you have any uh, parting words? I got to turn a light on. I lost all the light here. New England. It's getting Great. so dark. Now it's getting darker here. Um, when do we turn the clocks back? Uh, I thought it was like early November, a couple weeks maybe. That means it's going to be even more dark. The, Correct. You know. By the time we start recording, my time is going to be pitch black. Hey, there you go. On. Yeah. Uh, all right, anyways, well, that was episode 66, Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. Appreciate you listening along. Again, as always, if you enjoy uh, hearing us go back and forth, um, hey, send a little suggestion. Get someone to listen with you. Listening party. Um, but until next week, we will uh, talk to you then. All right.